Moncrief on News Talk. Now, kind of in a related manner, a new survey carried out by the hugely respected medical journal Netflix claims that around 25% of adults still sleep with the lights on. The general reason seeming to be that they haven't got over their childhood fears. Isolt White is a psychotherapist. Isolt, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sean. I think maybe they're all fearful of ghosts. Well, that could be... Well, I mean, and I think Netflix are kind of leaning into that idea a bit by by having this poll in the first place. But could that be it? If if there's an absence of light there, you know, your, your imagination kind of starts to ferment a bit more. Well, I think that's fundamentally what's there. Once it's dark, your imagination begins to ferment. And it's a bit like if you're if you're a sea swimmer and you're completely out of your depth, you know, your imagination about what's under the surface of the water begins to go a bit crazy as well. Does it? Well, yes, it does. Well, for me, for me, it does. But then I did literally swim into a seal one time, which was a most unpleasant experience. But that's a different story. That is a different but, story. But you've intrigued me now. Uh, what did? The, what did? How did the seal react to this? Well, I was too busy shrieking to care about the seal's reaction. And in my unconstrained flailing to get away from the seal, who was probably long left, I tore cartilage in my knee. And the psychotherapist says that's the best story they've ever heard for a torn cartilage situation. Oh, God, that's terrible. Uh, So we don't know. We don't know whether the the seal might have, you know... Uh, uh, the seal might have been traumatised by this. The seal might have been traumatised, but here's the thing. When a seal pops its head above the water... You know, I keep my distance, but it doesn't make me, you know, it doesn't give me a huge shock or fright. But literally swimming into one, on like that swimming under the water, was a totally different experience. You would imagine. Well, I mean, and in fairness, the sea lives in that environment. So they should have well, been looking realize, where they were going, really. Yeah, you're, you're trespassing seriously and it's time to get out, <laughs> really, at that point. <laughs> OK, so going back to being... Uh, now, the thing is, though, even this was carried out by Netflix and it's a marketing ploy, it does have... a it sounds kind of like it might be true to me that a lot of people might be inclined to keep the lights on either every well, night or if they're, say, you know, if you're in a hotel room or a strange environment, you might be more inclined to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely agree. I was just surprised at the percentage of people that did um, in the poll. Mm. But definitely, definitely, I think we all probably know somebody in our friendship group or somebody in, in our wider circle that, that may prefer a bit of light. Now, I'm the person that has the blackout blinds covered by blackout curtains, then sleeps with an airline mask on my face. So I hate light when I'm sleeping. But but I think, let's face it, humans have a lot of irrational fears. I have a now perfectly rational fear of seals, but we all have irrational fears. Mm. I have an irrational fear of mice. And I just, there's, there is something primordial about the darkness. And we are animals and we're, we were preyed upon. And nighttime was not our best time for staying alive, I would have imagined. And I don't think I don't think evolution removes those things, you know. And we like to think of ourselves as very sophisticated, but at the heart of it, we're just mammals. Yeah, because I suppose there might be an inclination to say, "Well, what is it you're you're afraid of?" It mightn't be a specific thing. Yes, and when when I saw that eighteen percent uh, were afraid of sleeping with their feet hanging out of the duvet, and mm. I just kept thinking, "What is that? Sharks that are going to attack their feet?" Which is not very kind, but but there, it can't be it can't be rational on any level. So, 
No, it can't. But it is, it, but I suppose I can really understand that because if you are well, I mean, I can't understand it in the, in the sense your feet get cold. But uh, but if you do have your feet sticking out, that you know, just that idea of you're just going to sleep and then something brushes the bottom of your feet, you'd go through the roof. You would, no matter how calm you feel yourself. You know what I mean. <laughs> out you know what's the difference with your feet your hand and your That's arm true, yeah. sticking out so what is it about your feet like your what's going to happen to your feet feet are more vulnerable somehow well maybe i don't know yeah um, you'd be able to give people a good kick with their feet i've kicked somebody out of the bed on occasion in a in a night struggle on like the other people down at the end of the survey that say that they've um attacked their partner in bed <laughs> Waking up from a nightmare. Oh God! So, yeah. Well, that that's yeah. But sleeping in the sleeping when the lights on isn't going to stop that. Uh, would no, have thought. Definitely not. Definitely not. But I mean, I I think obviously children. We all know that children tend to be scared of the dark. And and in the in the article that 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 that's reporting on this, it sort of says, oh, a psychologist says, oh, this is you know inner child's fear. But I I just don't see it that way. I just think that 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 humans are humans and we develop, you know, somewhat irrational fears. And a lot of times as adults, we can manage those with our brains, but we just can't manage them all with our brains. And there is something, you know, I mean, when you live in an urban environment, as I do in Dublin, and when you are actually down in the country where there is no light pollution and you go out for a walk in the dark, it is eerie, I think. Mm. It really is eerie. Well, there is something, yes, there is something disconcerting if it's so dark that you can't see where anything is in the, you know, in the sense that even if you've, you know, you've got the lights out, but you have a, va- you know, you can see the vague outline of where your door is to your bedroom or that kind of thing. But if you can't see anything, that's, that is a bit freaky. Well, and as as we're the kind of mammals that use our eyesight a huge amount, right? So we're not bats, Uh and therefore, you know, in the dark, we're really at a disadvantage. So it's not surprising that we would have fears in the dark. Yeah. Well, then, given all that, then, it's surprising that everybody doesn't sleep with the light on or with some well, sort of small light on. It's not so surprising in other ways because light really does interfere with the quality of your sleep. And so, you know, one of the reasons I would like a really dark room for sleep is because I experienced a lot of insomnia in my life and light disturbs my sleep. Um, and light disturbs our body rhythms and artificial light disturbs our body rhythms. You know, this whole thing about in the past that people used to sleep during the dark, wake up for a few hours in the night and then go back asleep. Mm. Um, so we we live differently with electricity than people who didn't have electricity live. And there is, you know, the, the whole the whole issue of the light from screens electric light i mean has impacts on our sleep so i i think i think it is probably not great to not you know it's probably better for your sleep to sleep in the dark mm. someone says i sleep with the television on and very low chilled music playing and have a great sleep yeah That's yeah and, and people need different things to soothe themselves to sleep i go sleep listening to podcasts because i just like voices as i'm going to sleep um, i don't really listen to the podcast <laughs> God, I hope you're not paying for it then. No, definitely not. 
<laughs> now this is now, but this could also be a factor. And actually, this has come up. This has come up before. Uh, I forget now what in, what was it in in relation to when my brother and I were kids. Says this text, and my father used to tell us to go to sleep, or Mary behind the wallpaper would scratch our eyes out. We slept for years with our hands over our eyes. We're 60 now and my brother still can't sleep without the lights on. That's probably not the style of parenting we would recommend today. I mean, that is a... That's kind of remarkable, but it's not unlike I, I. I'm pretty sure that I remember from my first Holy Communion class that that a teacher told us that the devil would come and burn the bedpost or something if we sinned. I don't know. There's some memory I have of that. So we have we have always contributed to people's fears of the dark, probably because we fear the dark. Um, yeah. That yeah. well, that Mary behind the wallpaper thing. That was uh, quite a behind- common thing. That was a common thing. Well, no wonder people are seeing ghosts everywhere then. Yeah, because that's an that's an absolutely petrifying I mean, if Mary's about to pop out of the, the wallpaper like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, I mean, how are they even managing to live through the day, I wonder? Uh, but I suppose it's the thing about an irrational fear. It's irrational. So no that amount is- of rationality can kind of talk you out of it. That's the truth. I have an irrational fear of mice. I am that woman that jumps on the nearest chair if there's even mention of a mice, a mouse. And my children have used that to horrific effect to scare me during their childhood. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I've no qualifications in this area at all, is it? but I, I, I would suggest to you, you have some sea-based trauma as well uh, going on there too. You mentioned, you mentioned sharks already and, uh, and sea lions. <laughs> yes, I have been I have been traumatized by the seal. I did have flashbacks to the seal in the sea and it took me a full 6 months to go swimming in the 40 foot again because I was sure that that was the place I would meet seals. So I stayed swimming in Sea Point instead because I've never seen a seal there, though clearly they must be around too. Yeah. So if if somebody came into you uh, and they did have this fear of the dark and they found it debilitating because they had to leave the lights on, they weren't getting a proper night's sleep. How do you kind of coax them out of that? Uh, um, do, is it exposure therapy where you kind of have to do five minutes of darkness and then ten, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, for any any irrational fear-based thing, exposure therapy is the gold standard evidence-based approach and the thing that we, knows, we know works best, but, but you have to kind of use it gently. Sometimes you might start with it as what we call imaginal exposure where you, you get the person to imagine sleeping in the dark and you get them to calm themselves down with that with with that in their imagination and then you slowly build up the tolerance and and then sometimes you can find that with irrational fears that somewhere in their past there is some trauma that happened that somehow got connected with that thing so the other thing that I was thinking as as I was going through this you know a lot of kids as I was reading this I was thinking you know a lot of kids you know Unpleasant things happen in the nighttime in their home. You know, maybe an alcoholic parent comes home in the nighttime and goes into a rage or maybe there's sexual abuse um, or maybe fights at home are saved up till after the kids are put to bed. So that, so there may be some relationship there that might be worth inquiring about. Um, but I suppose it's always about how debilitating it is and how much the person wants to let go of it. Like, so for instance, I don't feel any strong need to get over my fear of seals or mice. So mm. I wouldn't bother looking at that in therapy. But uh, exposure therapy of some kind or or therapies like EMDR, which are a little bit different, but but work for these kind of phobias, 
um, are the kind of things you would use. And then a little bit of CBT kind of stuff about, you know, using your thinking capacity, your capacity to rationalize to help you manage the fear. Yeah. Uh, God, there's more of this coming in. Whenever uh, one another text says, whenever he didn't know where something was, my dad used to say, "It's up in Nelly's room behind the wallpaper." I looked for her more than once. Uh, Rory says the yellow wallpaper is a classic short story from the Victorian era about a woman being terrified about a woman coming out of the old wallpaper. It's really an allegory for descent into madness due to oppression. Crikey. Okay. Well, okay. I, I probably wouldn't have got the descent into madness due to oppression, but then I'm not a psychoanalyst. There, but it's, but it's, and I grew up in a house with wallpaper, which is why maybe I don't have fears about wallpaper. Yeah. And, and someone else says about the feet sticking out of the duvet, your feet could be grabbed by something under the bed. Under the bed. Yeah, under the bed, exactly. Like yeah. if it's under the bed, it can pop out and grab any part of you. It's not like the duvet is going to No, the duvet you. will protect you. Uh, that's, everybody, that's, that's science uh, at work there. The duvet will protect you. Someone else says, I go to sleep. Uh, I've got, been going to sleep recently listening to Donald Trump campaign rally speeches on YouTube. They are funny. <laughs> well, they might be too funny. I might be too engaged by that to go to sleep. Well, there you go. And you wouldn't sleep at all then. You'd be you'd be excited going around bashing woke people. Anyway, Isolt, thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. Uh, so that, that was Isolt right there, the psychotherapist. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.